What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Vile Files Ask Nick edition. I am your host, Nick, joined by the household. We got sweet boy Justin, Leia, and Allie overseas in the Midwest. <laughs> what? She's on Mars. There are no seas in between us. The Great Lakes. There actually, there's not even a lake in between us. Not even a river, actually. There's a river in Minnesota, right? Like well, it's the Mississippi River, but that's on the other side. It's the east side. Technically, aren't I on the other side of the river from you? No. No. The Mississippi River is on the east side of Minnesota, I believe. Maybe the American River. No, it goes river. through the Twin Cities. But it's on the border of Minnesota and Wisconsin. I think I'm on the <laughs> other side of the river from LA. Okay. All right. So there's maybe potentially a river. Anyway, welcome to the show where we uh, listen to people call in their relationship stories and we give some answers we got a great lineup for you tara schuster is here to recap with us she's been on the show before friend of show sierra robinson returns as well i probably should let people know why uh, uh sierra keeps coming back yeah well, let the people know how we know sierra's just a good friend of ours we met her through uh sarah and wells and every time we hang out we just talk with sarah about uh, reality tv and then she's been uh, coming in and helping to fill in uh for our pop culture correspondent Natalie joy we have so much fun talking with sierra so it's been fun to have her but what's really exciting for Reality Recap tomorrow, Jess from Love is Blind will be with us in studio to help recap Love is Blind, the next batch of episodes. Obviously, she had an iconic moment uh, in the pods with Jimmy. So we'll uh, talk with uh, Jess about all that and more. Plus, we'll be breaking down Bachelor, Love is Blind, Vanderpump, we'll do some Housewives. And if there's any other, you know, things we need to discuss, we will discuss it. I assure you that. All right. What are we getting into before we get to our excellent callers? I mean, speaking of crazy relationship stories, have you seen this viral, not TikTok trend, but TikTok series of a woman who essentially talks about this man who's lied to her? Oh. Leia brought this to my attention. It's pretty juicy. But that's been done before. What's so captivating about this? This, this particular story is a 50 part series on TikTok. Posted when you say 50 part series, like she's posted 50 different 10 minutes each. Oh my God. 50 videos. How many, how maybe many hours even 52. It's eight hours minimum because some of them were longer. And she's posted some summaries and some lives. There is. What's this person's name? Is there a TikTok account? Yeah, this is Risa Tisa on TikTok. And so she just like dated someone who she realized lied about who they are she didn't just date him she married she him, married him. Oh. she unfortunately had a miscarriage but was pregnant with his child this is a wild wild story they met online on a dating app in march of 2020 okay and then shortly after that as we all know Deep in the pandemic that was prime yeah. pandemic this was in georgia so the pandemic hits he had said that he was moving from san diego a lie we find out later and he moves in with her so that they can quarantine together. So they move in. They start dating. She gets pregnant. They start looking for houses to move into. And things seem to be going well. He talks to his brother every day. Never on speaker, though. That's an important point. Never on speaker. Talks to his brother every day. Says, yeah, Reese's is high. We've since now found out his true identity. But she refers to him as Legion. So they dated March till January and get married in January. Who showed up to the wedding? That is a very good question. But honestly, genius for someone who's kind of catfishing his own life to date and get married during peak pandemic times yeah. when they could blame COVID for not being around other people. But is that what happened? 
Did she ever meet anyone from his family? He always had an excuse, always had a reason, never had his brother on speakerphone, yet talked to him every single day. What is making this story so captivating? Oh, people are going in on this story. I think part of it's the hype, but the other part of it is her storytelling. Because it's 50 parts, she'll change backgrounds, she'll be in her car, and she just has the details. Like She lays it out like as it is, she doesn't hold back. So I think that's why people are watching it, and the fact that each video gets about like 5 million views, you kind of want to watch it. Here are the lies. So she discovers all these lies. First of all, every time they tried to buy a house or a car, he apparently had all this money offshore in an account somewhere. Every time they try to buy something, there's a reason for it to fall through. They find a house that they love, they agree on it. It falls through and she's getting suspicious. Why does this keep falling through? He shows her bank statements. We later find out that they were screenshots and that he made them. They were all fake. He was it- using Canva for his <laughs> fake life. Was he really? Or <laughs> Shit, he- no, we don't. <laughs> Maybe. Well, that's definitely a red flag. Were there other red flags that she talks about? This is the biggest one. Okay. So she had to apply for a job uh-huh. and she had to put both her and his social security numbers on this job application. Oh. And she realized that it was a different social security number and that it was a fake social security number. How did she realize? I think because she had a different one on their marriage license. When they got married, he used a different oh, social security man. number. Here were all the lies that she found out from there. This is when she realized that he was using a false social security number. When she got his real social security number, she discovered that he had been arrested in the past for trespassing and impersonating an officer. She also discovered that he had been lying about his job. So he told her that he was a VP at a condiment company and he went to work every single day. He even called her from work and pretended to reprimand his employees while she was on the phone. But he never worked there. No, never worked there. He was a temp at, I believe, a warehouse. <laughs> he was mm-hmm. a temp He was at a, a temp warehouse. at a warehouse. Insane. He lied about all of his siblings, by the way. At this point, was finding out his social security number was fake, was that what made her realize? That was like her main like change of mindset. Because she was prior she, to that, were there like red flags that she was ignoring? So she tells the stories about like payments not falling, like falling through and him making promises that aren't true. And then the social security thing was the thing where it made her want to investigate it. I'm curious about the red flags leading up to, like, if, if you find out your partner is lying about the social security number, that's a, yeah, well, so that's another, a major red flag. Another red flag was that she had never spoken to his family yeah. until after she started investigating it. So okay. every time in the morning, he'd be like, I'm on the phone with so-and-so, but she would never his directly- friends, s- too, by the way. So she never met a single friend or family? No, no she never, never spoke di- to anybody. Never directly spoke to them until after she investigated, she reached out to the family members and found out that he was estranged. From so like every all, single one of them. So all of those phone calls were just him talking to the abyss or like... A friend, yeah. Making the, it up. Yeah, exactly. Doing a scene. Yeah, but we do find out when she reaches out and finds out that not only did he lie about how many siblings he had and the fact that he was talking to one of them every single day, but we found out he has a twin brother who essentially has the life that he's claiming to have. So the luxury cars, the money, the, twin, the VP. Yeah. yeah. He was a VP. I don't know if at a condiment company, but he okay. was a VP. And yeah, she realized that all of these screenshots of the bank statements that he had been showing her were all false. Then she got concerned, reached out to his ex-wife. This is a big one. This one's really awful. He had told her that he had a daughter from a previous marriage who had passed. She oh, calls man. this ex-wife alive and well. The daughter is. The daughter. The daughter so he did have a daughter. alive and well? He did ha- actually have a daughter. Yes. Oh, but- that's even worse. Mm-hmm. Who like, lies about their daughter dying? What the fuck? Yeah, like if he had made up a person and that made up person died, still creepy and weird, but to no. falsify the death of your actual daughter. 
Yeah. That's scary. Horrible. That might be the worst thing that he did, honestly. Anyway, she kicks him out of the house and files for divorce in June of 2021. Their divorce was finalized in December. Probably she's going to get an annulment for this one. You know? Well, yeah, because it's like I literally married someone with it's like not even a catfish, but he catfished everything about himself. Yeah. How can you get married to someone you don't actually know their name, their social security card, their number? She does take accountability for the fact of, you know, hindsight is 2020. You look back and you see all of these things. Maybe she was sweeping some under the rug. I mean, personally, I would find it weird if you I had never spoken to anybody. A bunch of unverified promises. Yeah. What I think a fascinating thing about the videos is I think it's a form of therapy for her because she's like reliving it as she's telling it. And like yeah. she's realizing, well, that was a red flag. That was a red flag. And then people are also calling it out for her. So like even us telling the story, like we don't you have to watch all 50 parts to understand like the little Who bits of pieces. Who has the time? So people. many well, and, people. But part of it, too, is she probably felt so alone. She mm -hmm. meets this guy during a pandemic. She never speaks to any of his family or friends. It sounds like they got married with each other and no one else so now she's found a whole kind of like community and family with people on tiktok yeah and she probably feels so vindicated this reminds me of like being a kid i feel like everyone's grown up with someone who went to like grade school or middle school or even high school or maybe all the every phase of of, of school and you there was always the people that you went to school with that would lie about like their parents having a lake house in some state that they always were going to invite you to, but they never could because there was always a reason. Or I remember this kid, uh, his name was Kevin. I forget his last name. But he told me how he had all the rookie cards. He had like the Michael Jack Jordan rookie card, the Bo Jackson rookie card. And I was like, oh man, he's like, yeah, you got to see it. But there was always like unavailable, like in some sort of storage warehouse. And there was this kid named Mike I went to high school with. But he would always lie always lie about how much money they had or things like that. But I feel like everyone went to has gone to school with a person like that. No, I haven't gone with like gone to school with anybody that had a crazy lie, like the crazy, not craziest, but like the only lie that I could like think of is my best friend. She once told me that she went to like Texas for a weekend and then became friends with Paige from Dance Moms. Oh, that was like the randomest lie. So like Iconic. that to me was like, yeah, that did nothing. I but I, I remember in the first grade, me and this kid named Shane in the first grade, I remember this one day. First grade, we're just like, we're twins. Oh. You guys decided to lie together? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know how our teacher, like, obviously we're lying. Yeah. Yeah, we were like, we're like twins lost at birth. We're like, we're siblings. And oh like, my God. <laughs> it was the weirdest shit. How long know? did you keep that going? Um, half a, um, a day oh, or okay. afternoon or something. Wait, um, you, it's like parent-teacher conference. <laughs> speaking of parent-teacher conference, you made me think of one. So in sixth grade, my older sister told her teacher that she went by Becca. So the whole year she would call her like, Becca, like, raise your hand, Becca, if you're here. My mom and dad sit down at the parent-teacher conference with my sister. And the whole time the teacher is like, oh, Becca's a good student. Like, Becca does this. <laughs> like, we love Becca. And my mom at one point goes, who is Becca? Like, after the whole thing. And then she found out this whole year that she made a lie. Fast forward, my little sister, who's eight years younger than my older sister, has the same teacher. And like, on the first day, the teacher was like, like, tell me if you have a nickname, like, and I'll call it, like, I'll call you by your name, but don't give me a fake name. I've had a student do that before. My little sister goes up to her and is like, I think that's my sister. <gasps> yeah. So there's another lie. Uh, well, that's, that's not as bad, because, like, maybe she just wanted to be called Becca. Just to be the parent, though, to sit down in a teacher yeah. conference and be like, who's Becca? <laughs> what did your parents say to your sister? I don't think it was that big of a deal, but I think they were just like, mm, okay. Like, do you, like you hate your name or should we start calling you Becca or yeah my sister told her teacher that she couldn't read 
<laughs> what is she, what was she trying to get out of? No, she was like in kindergarten or something. It was like kindergarten or first grade. And my parents went in for a conference and the teacher was like, Marissa's doing well. But like one thing I would recommend, like maybe just start reading to her like a little bit every night. And my parents are like, she reads chapter books. Like, what are you talking about? And the teacher's like, okay, like keep telling yourself that. (laughs) And then they went home and they were like, Marissa, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I, I didn't want the other kids to feel bad that they couldn't read as good as I could. So I just told her I didn't know how. <laughs> oh, well, that's my God. Sweet. Yeah, that's almost like a considerate, an empathetic lie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kids are creative with their lies. Yeah, I lied about not being able to see so I could get glasses. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, and oh, I karma. went, I went, I know, now I have, now <laughs> I can't see now. anything. No, no, I, I lied even on the vision test with the doctor. <sighs> yeah, I like went to the doctor. How old were you? <laughs> a little too old to have been doing this i was in like eighth grade and <laughs> oh my god leia You're like 23 <laughs> yeah i literally got glasses like two years later in your defense glasses were like trendy they were everyone all the cool kids were wearing glasses and i could see perfectly i went and got a vision test i lied literally every single letter and the That's doctor probably knew why you got gla- they knew you the were doctor lying? knew my mom told me this years later the doctor knew and told my mom she's lying Get the ugliest pair of non-prescription glasses and make her wear them. And you didn't wear them. And she'll, oh my God, they were hideous. I wore them for one day and then I was just like, F this. Fuck this. That's funny because you thought that you were convincing the doctor, but he was like, nope. That's I know. I, know I thought so for years until my mom told me like a long time later, maybe once I had glasses. So like, is this uh, catfish story still ongoing? She's posting her own recaps now. So I think she's realizing that people don't have time or don't want to go through she's the whole thing. She's recapping her own story. Yeah. I personally spent probably a couple of hours just watching summaries of this story. I don't mean to downplay it, but like, unfortunately, I feel like this isn't the first time this has happened. And I think it's only happened more and more. Like, it's the age of the internet, the age of catfishing, AI. AI. We're, we're, we're getting lonelier and lonelier as a society, you know, and then, you know, when you're lonely, it's easier to, like, ignore the red flags because you feel this sense of companionship. Mm-hmm. Say what you want about catfish relationships is that as fucked up and as, as toxic as they are, they're still a relationship. You know, that's why a lot of people who are, are being catfish will have a hard time leaving that relationship, even though deep down they know they're being catfished because they've built a connection with this person. You know, they wake up, look forward to talking to this person. There's a sense of companionship. Yeah. So I just feel like this is this is only going to be, there's only going to be more and more of this shit. I think it's interesting for viewers on TikTok because they're younger and catfishing usually happens with like older individuals. Because like the younger crowd right now, we're trained to understand like this is clearly false on the internet. And I think when she met him, his hinge name and his Facebook like dating profile name were different. So like for like me, that's automatically like that's a red flag. Social media in general. Like, why aren't you required to be verified? I don't understand. I do, you know, along. I with will say that is a up. feature on Hinge now where you can get yeah. a little check mark. It's not required, yeah, but it is like a it. confidence booster if you match with someone who has one. But it's also not like verifying your like correct name, right? It's just your face. So you just do like an AI like head turn. Maybe I assumed you had to take like a photo. Maybe. It's nice, but it's, it's not stopping the problem because someone would be like, oh, I can't afford it. I'm, I'm assuming it's a premium service. I'm assuming, it, I'm assuming it's something you have to pay for. Wild stuff. How do you move on from that? How do you trust somebody again? I don't think it's that hard. I mean, like, I think I hope I, I mean, I've watched the videos, but I hope this is therapeutic for her. 
I hope she is going back. And as she goes through the details, she's pointing out these red flags. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people call into the show. A lot of people are captivated by our caller stories. I know for some of our listeners, uh, they're, they're rolling their eyes, you know, at our audience members. But when our, the people who call in, you know, it's like when you are in it, when you are caught up in the emotion of it all or the fantasy of whatever you're in, it, it is hard to see the forest of the trees. I always say, like, no one lies to us more than we lie to ourselves. And we get a lot of feedback from the people who call in that, you know, once they listen to the call back, it's a lot clearer. You know, remember our dear friend? She was very, you know, open about, like, listening to the original call back. She felt even more embarrassment from her original story because, like, her listening to her telling the story almost put her in the same seat as all the other audience members who listened to her story. And then you're able to see, oh, fuck, that sounds, that sounds fucking crazy. You know, that, but that's the thing. It's just, it'd be one thing if you went through it and it's just like this person hired actors and her, his entire family showed up. You know what I'm saying? But like, there were clearly a lot of things she chose to believe, look the other way, ignore. I'm, I'm guessing, right? I, I'm guessing there were just several pieces of information. You know, that's why I get with catfishing too. It's just like you play along sometimes, you know? And my guess is she, she suspected long before she actually verified. I definitely think you can come back from it. You just have to be willing to actually, and, you know, go back and reassess what you chose to ignore. You're not always going to uncover every liar, but I think you can get a lot better at it and protecting yourself from something like that happening. You know, because for that to happen, you have to be complicit to a certain degree. You have to be willing to ignore certain obvious things for the sake of the fantasy that you are enjoying. And, you know, pandemic, everyone's lonely. Uh, this guy maybe checked a few boxes here or there. You know, the money, this promises house, you know. You hear the word offshore. Run, run the away. other way. <laughs> right? Like, best case. There's actually an account, but they're a criminal. Best case. <laughs> That's best case. I don't know of a single, like, actual normal person, regardless of how much money that they have. They're like, oh, let me pull this from an offshore account. Yeah. Immediate, immediate red flag. <laughs> you know? True. Yeah. Offshore. She's like, oh, can I see a bank statement? Man, sorry, it's offshore. <laughs> uh, I saw. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also interesting that we usually think catfishing is, like, visual. Right. Like we think that catfishing is you thought they looked like this person, but they ended up being this person. But in her case, it was he had just had a fake life. Yeah, he he fake was life. the person she saw physically. But, you know, there are people who have, you know, second families. Yeah. We've had callers like that before, too. It's like I figured out he not only has a wife, but he has children. Yeah. So I'm not trying to downplay this person's um, story. I think what's what's even crazier to me hearing the story is the the, the thoroughness of her her eight hours. <laughs> And she went live for a really long time. She, she did a press tour. Summaries. Yeah. She did a press tour. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> Figuratively. Her own press tour. <laughs> she went on her own press tour on TikTok. I would say let's get her on, but it sounds like she's covered every detail. On the topic of red flags, last week we talked about beige flags and a couple of the other dating, viral dating things. I thought of beige flags while watching Love is Blind. And I'm trying to think, what was the beige flag? Oh, fuck. I'm having a brain because I, I remember watching him like now that's a beige flag. Well, you tried saying that um, Chelsea pouring the alcohol was a beige. flag. Yeah. Yeah. Was that it? Yeah. Because oh. like, is that a is that a deep pour because she's stressed out in a pod or is this like a nightly uh, nightcap for her? True. You know, 
Like, it do, we don't know if it's a red flag. Could be. It's whatever Jimmy would be thinking. It would yeah. be his perspective. I feel like a beige flag is a potential red flag without a lot of context. A lot of information. There's more questions to be asked. Yeah. There are more questions to be asked, but it's also, eh, do I even care? <laughs> like That's how I feel about it. Sometimes it's like you love them enough to not care about it, so... Okay. Yeah. But right. speaking of other definitions, Leia had another one. One of them is orbiting, which is sticking uh, around. It's sticking around after a romantic relationship has ended. And according to our sweet, sweet Justin, it's keeping a roster. Or trying to stay relevant. So like orbiting is a form of keeping a roster. When you were describing orbiting, you know, I know a lot of people, in fact, I've done, I, everyone's done this, especially mm -hmm. if you're in a, like a long-term relationship, like breaking up is hard. And oftentimes in long-term relationships, you break up, but you have a lot of mutual friends. So you run in the same circles, you have some sex. And even though you broke up, you don't really break up maybe like four or five, six months later till you're actually like, no, we need to cut off communications. We need to stop hanging out. We need to stop having random hookups and shit like that. That That's not orbiting or that is orbiting. That's a version of orbiting. It's a version of orbiting. Yeah. So orbiting is, it could either be you trying to stay in someone's orbit or yeah. someone trying to keep you in their orbit. Okay. Yeah. So that, I think another way to think about it, and it's along the similar lines of what you're saying, is you might have an ex from the past that always will randomly like, like a photo. Like they won't contact you for years, but then they'll like one of your stories. And that's them trying to re-enter your orbit. Gotcha. So they're kind of saying like, hey, I still exist. Like, here I am. Sure. Right, so whether I feel you like I've done that before. I've had that done to me. Is orbiting like a super bad thing or what? What? I think it's pretty toxic because how are you moving on? How, in my opinion, it's almost like leading somebody on. How are you moving on to another relationship if you still have if you if well, you like are still orbiting, or you still have so people many of... variables here, like the the people well, I that's thought what of. What was going to be my question to our Gen Z or sweet boy Justin? Because I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I've had this happen in multiple different contexts. Are you not recently, Gen Z? Where like Ali and I are kind I of on know. the cusp, I would say. Are we on the bookends of the millennials? I was born I'm in a very 1995. Old like I'm the oldest. So millennial. you're an old millennial. I think we're young millennials. Everybody has a different definition, but the one that I just found is 1997 to 2012. So then I'm a millennial. A millennial? Oh, so I'm no, Gen in Z. Gen, Z? Oh, Gen Z. So Gen I'm Z. the eldest Gen Z. You're the oldest you're old, of the you're um, an old Gen Z. You're an elder. Change, yeah, people you're change an elder Gen Z. <laughs> That's okay. Nick's the oldest of the old. I'm an elder. I'm an elder millennial. Yeah. Okay. I barely so make a millennial. So as the elder, as the elder Gen Z, can I ask the younger Gen Z a question? Because I feel like one, I've had like a guy flame an Instagram story recently. Two, I. This was wild. Had this girl reach out to me. We literally FaceTimed once back in 2021. And she was like, like, has continued to text me like every six months. But then being back in Minnesota, there are like two guys who are like actively trying to like see me and make plans and like texting me. Are those all orbiting? I mean, your hot commodity is what that's saying. <laughs> But I mean, it's it's people trying to re-enter or stay in your orbit. So like, there's like two ways of it. You can either control your own orbit, or people try to do it themselves. So why can't we? Just, why do we need the word orbiting? I'm confused. It's can't just, we just call it roster building? Yeah, it's just another form of building but your roster. I've not. They're not on my roster. I've never had a roster. I don't want a roster. I've never dated more than one person at a time. So they're trying to become like be in your roster. Therefore, they're like orbiting. Dude, I don't, I don't have about, one. Like, in my in my single era, you know, I was single for several several years and like you know you would meet a lady here or there and 
you know, you'd gone a couple dates or maybe you met him out of town. There was like some chemistry. Maybe there was a hookup. Maybe there even wasn't a hookup. Or maybe you were seeing someone or they, you know, it's like the timing never lined up or maybe you found them to be really attractive, but kind of a pain in the ass. And then like, you're like, I don't want to really fuck with this person anymore. But then time goes on. You forget how much they're a pain in the ass. They post a thirst trap on social media. You know, you reach out to them or vice versa. You know, like, is that orbiting? Or is that just two people being single and in their fuckboy era and like, you know, scratching an itch when they're bored? I think scratching the itch like causes you to enter the orbit. Okay. Because you can like, I don't know, not, I don't know the science. Here, here's but... a question for you as an elder millennial. Like, why is Gen Z obsessed with new terminology? <laughs> because they like to feel special. I call this, this is cosmopolitan. <laughs> I mean, what would you call it? I don't know. Like, I feel like it's just a term for something that exists that nobody really like. Well, the problem with all labeled. these new terms is then like first, like, you know, gaslighting. You've heard me go on and on and on and on and on about like my complaint about gaslighting. And then society always waters down the meaning of these words. Ghosting, you know, ghosting used to be like being in a relationship with someone, you know, like our caller last week. Uh, and then waking up one day and that person disappears on you. And now ghosting People are using that word to describe someone they've matched on a dating app. They've sent two messages to, and that person decided not to write back. So it's like, you know, even those words losing, loses their own meaning. It's hard to keep up with the meaning of these made-up words. It's, it's <laughs> very confusing and seems unnecessary. My father-in-law the other day said, you guys are just making up a language at this point because Truly. people speak in just... Wait, it's a, it's a made-up language. It's evolving every day and the words always lose their meaning you just got to keep up you just got to keep going gotta keep up the other <laughs> day my up. dad was like oh it's giving and i was like pop off king oh slay well no, to, that, to me that's different like using slang and like fun like words you know it's i have fun with it like obviously natalie has has, has introduced a lot of terminology and language that like i find myself using for fun but that's different than me, like me being like, I just feel like I'm being orbited right now. And I don't know how to explain it. And like, like use, use your words to articulate your emotions. You know, I feel like people like don't know how to articulate or communicate their emotions. Like, you know, so they come up with these words. I don't know. Orbiting, not my favorite. I like yeah. beige flags better. Yeah. Hey, all you cookers out there. Are you cooking with caraway? <laughs> well, if you're not, what the F? Seriously, if you've been listening to the show, you know that now and I are loving, loving, I mean, love. We love. We love our caraway. I've been cooking with caraway for three and a half years now. We have two different caraway cooking sets. We cook with it almost every night. They also do great things in the baking department. Everything about caraway is amazing. What's so good about it is that you feel good, especially, you know, if you want to make sure you're cooking with safe stuff. It is scary out there, the type of chemicals that are in a lot of the cookware that is out there of it for people to, it's scary, scary stuff, but not caraway. Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like the PFAs, PTFEs, PFOAs, or other hard to pronounce chemicals. Anyways, it's hard to pronounce. And if it's hard to pronounce, you don't want to cook with it. Ceramic naturally slick surface means it's minimal oil or butter for the slide off. You slide things, slide off. Everything just slides off. It's easy to clean. It's aesthetically pleasing. Whether you want to hang it outside in, in your kitchen or, you know, hiding your cabinet, it doesn't matter. But, you know, it's, again, very aesthetically pleasing. It's great to cook with. You can cook anything with it. Uh, truly anything. I cook a lot. I cook with Caraway every day. What more can I say? Over 65,000 people have rated Caraway five stars. It's now time for you to try it yourself. I mean, seriously, it's an incredible, credible piece of cooking wear. And again, whether it's cooking or baking, Caraway 
does great things in the kitchen. So if you are in the market for some new cookware, you got to check out Caraway because it's safe, it's easy to cook with, and it looks great. We love it. You can visit carawayhome.com slash V-I-A-L-L to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash V-I-A-L-L or use code V-I-A-L-L at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Peloton! Do you have a Peloton bike? Well, if you don't, you should. All you busy people out there, it's hard to find the time to, uh, to work out. And time is limited. We don't have a lot of time in the day. So why waste time packing a gym bag, going to a gym, signing up for a gym membership that truly, if you stop going, they'll never let you cancel. You, you, you all heard the horror stories about trying to cancel a gym membership. So save yourself the trouble and just get yourself a Peloton bike because you can work out from the convenience of your home. You can put it in the garage. You can work out with friends. It's a great way of staying in touch with family and friends that don't live in the same neighborhood because... You can compete with them. You can challenge each other. And what's so much fun is you have these uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, instructors that Peloton uh, has at their disposal. You can work out to your favorite playlists and music in different classes, challenge each other. It's so convenient and so easy. Something that I didn't even know Peloton did is they actually have Peloton like bikes, which you can get on their own, or you can do the bike plus rental. So if you want to just pay for your bike on a monthly basis, they'll include a monthly price to rent a bike, cycling shoes, and your membership. So you can just bundle it all together, pay one convenient monthly price, and give it a whirl, literally, because it's a bike. Peloton helps you start no matter what level you are at, wherever you're starting. There's thousands of classes to get you moving, whether it's beginner or advanced rides, feel good, live DJ rides, or artist theme rides. They've got something for you. Peloton bike instructors keep you motivated from day one. They'll show you the basics, help you take the guesswork out of your workout, and encourage you to build from there. Wherever you're starting from, get moving with a Peloton bike or bike plus rental at www.onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. Again, that's onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. Anyways, we've got some great callers for you. Uh, some juicy, juicy stories. Some pretty great advice, I think. Like I said, we have a great week lined up for you. We got Jess from Love is Blind to give us all the tea on the pods and her interactions with Jimmy and the rest of the cast. A little kind of mid-season update from Jess herself. We'll also get into The Bachelor, a Vanderpump, uh, some housewives stuff. I learned an interesting fact recently about uh, some housewives. I learned that Dorit, what's her husband's name? PK. PK. He's a music producer. I think that's one of his... One of his. One of his identities. One of his? Oh. I think that's what he's most known for, but his only client is Boy George. I heard through the grapevine, unverified, alleged... That his own, the only, the only person he reps in the music industry is Boy George. And I'm just like, how does this motherfucker, how do they have so much money? You know, where does this money come this from? This says, according to PK's official LinkedIn page, he is an entrepreneur and talent manager for Boy George, Dorit, and the late soccer player, Pele? Pele? Sure. So that's a huge name. That's arguably considered the greatest soccer player of all, all, of all time. But anyways, Boy George had a moment for sure, like 30 years ago. Interesting roster. But how do you, where do you get all this money? I mean, Boy George also used to be a friend of the show on Beverly Hills. Well, yeah. And then scandals He's happened, also a director so. of a real estate agency, but that was only since 2022. PK? It also says that he's an entrepreneur, which could really mean anything. Does he have an offshore account? Probably. Yeah. I would not be surprised. That or an OnlyFans page. We'll never yeah. know. I mean, okay. he also has a record of like gambling and stuff. So I think he just has a lot of pools of like income. That sounds suspect. Yeah. <laughs> He's always like in London. 
doing business, yeah, managing Boy George, doesn't seem like a full time job. I don't know. Anyways, I found that fact to be interesting. We'll get into it more on Reality Recap. And then this Thursday, we have reality TV royalty Candy Burris with us, giving her what we, li- what we like to call as her Bravo exit interview. She is iconic. She is a queen. And we had a great time talking with Candy. And so be sure to tune into that. So much more great stuff coming your way. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed Natalie and I's birth story that uh, we dropped last Thursday. If you missed that, be sure to check that out. We cried. We laughed. We told intimate details about giving birth to our daughter, River. I hope you guys listen. It was meaningful and heartfelt. And um, again, go fucking listen if you haven't yet. You know, don't offend us. All right. Well, it's time to get to our callers. What's your time with me? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Oh, not too bad. Uh, My name is Peyton, and I am almost 29. It is my birthday this weekend. Happy birthday, So, yeah, yeah, thank you. And um, I need help because I found out my boyfriend is on Bumble. Oh, okay. Yeah. Without your permission, I'm assuming. Of course, yes. Without my permission, for uh, sure. Have we addressed it with your boyfriend yet? I have talked to him, yes. Yes. And? So, um, this was about a week ago, actually, that I got a random message on Instagram from... Who I'm only assuming is a girl. I'm not sure. She wouldn't, they wouldn't tell me who they were. Um, it was a private message from an account with zero posts, zero followers, gotcha. everything like that. Um, saying that they found out that they knew I was dating him and um wanted to tell me that they saw him on Bumble. And I at first was like, this is a joke, like it's a fake account, like I'm not taking this seriously. I told him about it, showed him like screenshots, and he was like, Oh yeah, like that's weird. Like, I don't know who would do that. Um, and like, they knew him by name, like said his name and everything. So I was like, okay, well, seems a little odd. Um, and then I was just, it was eating at me. So I followed up and I was like, Hey, like just wondering like, who, who is this? And they were like, Oh, all I'm going to say is that, um, I saw him on bubble and I have proof. And I was like, okay, well, can you send the proof? And they sent me the screenshots of his profile and basically told me like, yeah like I saw him like the day before yesterday so this was like a little over a week ago that they saw his profile on there and I was like okay well that seems weird so I had to like then text him and be like wait they said like they showed me your profile and um we actually met on Bumble so I was like your profile does not match what it looked like when we met so what's different here where when were you on this how long you been together We've been together. Um, so we we matched just about two years ago. Um, officially together about a year and a half, a little okay, over so a year and a half. It's been a while. It wasn't like a month ago. Yeah. No, no, no. It's been a while for sure. Um, and yeah. So then, and updated the, fo- updated photos. Same photos, same updated photos. bio, updated like prompts and stuff what like was, that. What was what was his bio? Um, his bio just had stuff about like how he like loves coffee, like mental health matters, like stuff like that. Just very like simple. Um, but like on Bumble, um, you can put what you're looking for and it said relationship. And I was just like, okay, well you're in a relationship. So that's super weird. So at first I was like, I was, I was just like, were you this, were you this calm? No, no, I wasn't. Okay. I was not this calm. I was very angry. Um, but my so like when you're talking to him, are just, you yelling at him? Are you like, what's your tone? So, Let's, uh, so I guess, so I should put in that we are, we are long distance. He's in the military. Oh, oh, he lives okay. about four and a half hours away from me. That's fucking military um, guys. 
I know. I actually listened to your episode the other day that you were just talking about like the stripper or something and the military guy. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> but so I followed up with him over text and I just said like, hey, like she says she has proof. Here's the proof. What what the heck is going on? Like what 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 is this? And he basically was like, oh, that's so weird. Like, um, and it did say like the location was my hometown and I was, he's not from my hometown. So I was like, why does it say this place? And he was like, oh, it must've been from like, after we met last year or like, wait, so his, like his, his search is where you live, not where he lives. Yeah. That's yeah. Bizarre. So then I'm doing like the girl deep dive on Google, trying to figure out like how this could be, if he's telling the truth, blah, blah, blah. And I find out that like you can't change the location unless you pay for premium. And he absolutely did not pay for premium. It was very <laughs> cheap. So that was like not a thing. And then I also found out that um, you have to be active within 30 days for your profile to still show up. So he could still have technically had the profile set up and been uh-huh. like deleted the app kind of thing. Um, and then so he kind of like doubled down, said like, oh, like, yeah, last year or like whenever we first met in person, I was still on it. And I was like, OK, but that was a year and a half ago. So why is it showing up now? And then he finally owned up and said, um, I actually was on it in December. We quote unquote broke up um, in December for a week. Um, basically, I was a little bit wishy washy. So I will so give him that. I was you? just like break up Pardon? did you break up i was i was the breaker upper yes <laughs> so you um, you broke up with them in december yeah okay yeah um and but to me i was like not actually like i'm like we're broken up i was kind of like i'm done i don't know where to go from here what was the issue um we were just having a really bad rough patch like we got in a really bad fight in september where i was just feeling like he wasn't um, making me a priority i wasn't feeling like the effort was being made Um, I was feeling like I was kind of leading us through our relationship. And then October, we got another fight um, while we were away, actually. And it was our first trip together. And we got in a big fight because um, I airdropped him some photos from our trip that day and realized as like, you know, when you airdrop photos, it like goes directly to your camera roll. It opens. Mm -hmm. I saw there was like a bikini picture and it was not me. And I was like, what the hell is that? Um, this is October. Basically, it was in in October, yeah. And basically, it was like an Instagram model. He was like, "Oh, I just like I'm not talking to anyone. It's nothing like that. I just um I just wanted to like look at it." And I was like, "You had to save it, like, yeah, he's ser- like you can. I I have no problem with you looking at whatever you want on the internet. Go out, go right ahead. But like, you had to save it. That's weird." And then we ended up getting over that. We got in another fight at the end Did of he um, November. Did you know who this person was and were you able to look at their No, no. It was at- like some like one of those just like random Instagram girls, like influencer, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just wondering um, if you went back and looked at their account and wonder if he had follows or DM'd her or I don't know who it was. Okay. I don't know who it was. I just all I saw was the glimpse of the photo and then made him delete it. Okay. Um and then in November we um got in another big fight and I was just feeling like so done. I was just like, we keep fighting. We're in this rough patch. Maybe it's a rough patch. Maybe we get through this. I don't know. But I just was feeling like the priority thing kept coming up. The effort thing kept coming up. And then like the trust was a little bit broken with that photo. But I decided, okay, like I can probably get over this. Now where we stand, like, so when we got in that fight at the end of November, early December, I was like, that's when I said I was done. 
And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Um, and I, he took it as like a full break, even though breakup, even though we were still talking every day. And then I mean, we were still talking and I was fighting yeah, and okay. it was, I was angry and we were like, just, we were, we were texting too, which just wasn't helpful. So then I was like, we need to get on the phone. We got on the phone. We had a two and a half hour phone call. We worked it all out, seemed good. And then um he came home for the holidays and stuff we had a great time over the holidays I was feeling really reconnected with him I was like okay maybe we're finally out of this rough patch and then I got this message last week and so he kind of lied about it so has he come clean at all he has yeah he's owned it what's the truth now this is my biggest problem is that but what is the truth what is his truth what is his truth when regarding him being on bumble his truth is that he says we were broken up I was drunk. I was with the boys. They were telling me to move on. It doesn't sound healthy. So I just got on and I was feeling lonely. So blah, 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 like that sort him? of a thing. And I was like, far so were you going to meet up? Well, I mean, forget about that. But do you have any other proof that that he did anything more than sign up for Bumble? I have no other proof that he did anything more. Okay. Um, This girl that messaged me, she well, said, you she know, or just be on the app. Like, I guess, you know. If he was on Bumble, he swiped, you know, maybe he connected yeah. with a few people, maybe there are a few conversations. The fact yeah. that you did break up in December yeah. does fit his timeline. It does, absolutely. Do you believe him? And I, I do believe him. Um, the thing that I'm kind of stuck on is just like why it was in my hometown. Um, maybe he's, because were you together? When we broke up? No. Yeah. He was in his like where he lives on base. Oh. So the next time he was he was in my hometown was Christmas holidays. And he, the first thing he said was, oh, I set my location because I knew I'd be coming home, which was a lie. He lied to me three times in the span of me trying to like ask him about this. And I asked him all the questions. I said, did you want to meet up with people? How many people did you talk to? How many people did you match with? Like, what did he say? Everything. What did he say? He did, owned why didn't everything. You just look? So, How do you did you look? Does, does he still have the app? Did you look? So I haven't seen him in person since then. I haven't been able to see him. He's on a course right now, so I can't even see him. He is coming home for my birthday this weekend, which, um, yeah, is not great timing, but it is what it is. Um, And so I haven't been able to see. I didn't want to, like, bring up too much because then I wanted to ask him in person. Let me see the app. And, like, I should say, too, like, I am I'm not this girlfriend ever. Like, I never have had to feel like I've never been cheated on or anything like that. So I don't have trust issues. So I don't feel the need to like be that person that's like, hey, let me see your phone. Like, I, I don't ever want to do that. But no, now I, I feel you, like, it's like he's put he, me in that position. Yeah, he's, he's clearly not. He's at best breadcrumbing the truth to you because you keep yeah. you are persistent in mm-hmm. finding the truth. You know, he he and he's done. He's done everything everything right in this situation other than when he started by lying but once he owned it and he was like you know what yes i was on in december i'm really really sorry he's apologized immense amount of times i know he's sorry i mean you broke Um, up with him that's what he says too i don't know what but why run right to an app like are Uh, you serious i i I, i'm not saying you don't have a right to be upset i want to be clear about that yeah yeah you have the right to be upset but you were broken up and so people handle breakups all sorts of different ways and his story yeah. of uh how old are, how old are how old are you guys again you, you're 29 i'm 29 and uh and i'm turning 29 this weekend he's gonna be 30 this year okay um uh, not that young but i mean you're young but nevertheless yeah. um <laughs> his story about like you know you're not with him 
you break up with him remotely, long distance wise. He's with his army buddies. And the version of like, fuck her, this sucks, son's unhealthy, get back out there. Very believable story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a reaction to, you know, being upset. Did he handle it right? Not really. You know, do you have a right to be upset? Absolutely. But it's it's an understandable emotional response, I guess is what I'm trying to say. The how yeah. could you question that you ask yourself when he does shit like that, to me as an outsider, like I can understand how. I can understand why mm-hmm. it hurts you too. It could have been just a reactive decision. Like that's mm-hmm. believable. You know, he gets out there. Obviously, you guys were having issues. It didn't sound like your relationship was on the best trajectory at this time. Um, that being said, the whole bikini picture a couple months ago, huge red flag, which kind of makes everything else questionable because that's yeah. kind of a weird, shady thing. Doesn't totally add up. His location thing that you doesn't totally add up to me. That suggests mm-hmm. that maybe his story is believable. Has he been home since? Have You haven't seen him since. I haven't seen him since um, Christmas. You haven't seen him since Christmas. And when did you find out about this? Last week. So his story is believable, but it also suggests that when he was home, he went on the app and his location updated, yeah. is my guess. Yeah. That's what I've asked him. And all I can really go off of is his word. Um, he says he wasn't. He says he doesn't know why it was showing up in my hometown. Um, is there a chance that, for- aud- that it updates without him going into the app? Like apps? I think if you so. don't close like, all I can all unless like it has something to do with his location settings on his yeah, phone if his, if his GPS searched on Google yeah if his GPS locations are if in every app will give you that option do you want to blah blah you know share your GPS yeah. with this app so I guess yeah. it could update automatically well and it just but then I still was just like why was it still on your phone and then I found out it was still on his phone because then she messaged me two days after I had this whole talk with him last week. And she said, hey, just by the way, it, the profile still up. It came up again for me today. So I was like, well, are you have to, still on this app? He would have to be off for 30 days for it to not show up. Yeah, exactly. But then it, it would have been like December 16th kind of thing would have been like. I, I mean, I don't know days. about every single app. I do know that uh, some apps do make it difficult for you to remove yourself quickly. Mm-hmm. And that even though you delete the app and de- shut down your profile, I do know that it's possible for you to show up on some apps. I don't know about mm-hmm. this particular app that, you know. I you, guess like my biggest question that, that for possible. you is like, I'm I'm believing him. I, I'm believing him. I'm not like, we're breaking up. This is it. My biggest question is that I'm just like, I'm holding on to a lot of anger with him right now. Um, I'm having a really hard time forgiving him, and I just don't know how I move on which, from this. Because which, I've, which part? I think which hurts um, you the most? The, the uh, bikini, the saved bikini. Uh, I don't know. What would... To me, if you believe his story, if you believe mm-hmm. that you broke up with him and he got on the apps pretty quickly, to me that would be easier to understand and forgive than the bikini picture. Yeah, I mean, that picture, like... I think you feel embarrassed because you had to hear from someone else and you don't even know who that is. 100%. And it's embarrassing. You feel embarrassed. Yeah. But 
Yeah, and just like that, he wouldn't like tell me like I was Why like I feel like the best way you would have handled this. Why would he tell you? You like, broke up with him. He gets on the apps. You couple days later or a week later, you guys have a conversation. I don't know who initiated it. Sounds like probably you. You guys worked through some issues. You took him back because you were the one who initiated the breakup, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And you know, time had passed. Feelings have cooled. I mean, not emotions have cooled rather. And you take him back. Yeah. I mean, the most noble thing to do would for him to have been like, I just got to be honest with you. I was upset. You know, I got on the apps. I'm sorry. Yeah, that would have been definitely the right thing to do. And you have the right to be upset. But uh, I'm not trying to make excuses for him lying, but he wouldn't be the yeah. first person who was just like, you know what? I, I didn't technically do anything wrong. We were broken up. And it's just going to create like we just we just mended fences. So I don't want to throw mm-hmm. a grenade on this yeah i'm not saying what he did is okay i, w- I want to be clear no no i know but you know the how could you do that you're a monster you know like uh, i i bet you're capable of doing this i guess is what i'm saying you know yeah like, i think definitely these types of little white lies uh, and you know uh our ability to convince ourselves that we're actually not being dishonest and that it's okay you know what i'm saying like we, we've all done yeah. shit like this you know it's yeah. not okay and you and you have the right to be upset but this is not one of those, like, I can't understand, I can't believe how he did that. Now, this is all assuming you believe his story. And his story is yeah. somewhat believable, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just going to have to trust your gut. My, my biggest advice to you is you obviously still want to work it out with this guy, right? You know, you still have feelings, it sounds yeah. like. So I think yeah. you guys need to have, when you're in person, and just a, an honest conversation about where things are at, a hard reset. Mm-hmm. You just, you got to say, listen, I know we've been arguing a lot recently the past few months you know and maybe i didn't handle my emotions in december when i broke up with you the best i just i felt well well, however you felt you can just you can describe those feelings but you guys just have to get on the same page you know you're just like do we want to where are we you know i love you do you love me do you do you want to do this you know you know you hear me say all the time you know it's just like at the end of the day relationships are about waking up every day and choosing if you still want to be with each other and still want to put in the work to keep this connection strong when you first met, you know, I don't know how it was, but my guess is when you met, you both were attracted to each other. There was some natural chemistry. There was some excitement. And that chemistry and excitement of you two meeting and having some sex and whatever, that got you through for the first several months, right? Mm-hmm. Then he goes off. You guys are long distance. He's in the military. You have a life. You have your things going on. And it's easier to disconnect. You know, the momentum of the excitement and the chemistry slows down and call it whatever you want the honeymoon phase and you got to put in the work now it's harder and mm-hmm. you have to put in more work when it's long distance because it's just easier because of the given the space to disconnect and you have to reconnect via facetime and on the phone and that can just feel redundant and boring and whatever you it takes effort so you guys have to sit down and say do we want to do this do we want to be together you know because this is where we're at if we want to be together, we're going to have to put in the work, you know, like, and we've made some mistakes and this hurt my feelings. It really upset me when you did this. You know, there's a difference between I don't want to be that girl and, and just being so chill that you don't care what he does on the internet, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you're allowed to care what he does on the internet. Yeah. You know, well, that and I really mean you didn't have... before this. I really didn't care. I was like, if you want to look at that, go ahead and look there's at a difference that. Between like, 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 Hey, you know, these people. Yeah. There's a difference between like, Hey, listen, we're not together at all. If you watch porn, 
whatever, man. Yeah. I don't care. There's a big difference between that and him screenshotting pictures of women on Instagram. That's what I said. I was like, I don't. And he compared it to like me watching like Magic Mike. I was like, that is quite literally not not the same thing. Yeah, no, not the like, same. No, that's it's a movie. It's an it's, it's an like, actor. It's like he's it's lighting and 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 editing and nutritionists and all of that. I was like, that doesn't add up. To also, me. these that are like make sense. fictional characters and movie stars. And he yeah. is talking to some person that he has access to. He could just message them, whether they respond back or not. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and that was the point was that it was like he has access to that person. I don't have access I mean, the, to. Yeah. The big thing Magic is Mike. The, the big thing is, you know, you have to ask yourself overall, do you still trust him? And do you still want to be in this relationship? And then when he comes home, you got to ask each other if this is something you guys do want to do. Hey, listen, let's just keep yeah. it real with each other. We've been together for a couple of years now. Um, this is our situation. I don't know how much longer you guys in the military, how much longer you guys going to be long distance or, or whatever, but you almost have to do like, um, kind of like a mid-year review, you know, <laughs> of your relationship yeah. with each other is, is, yeah. well, he has another like year and a half left. Okay. So you have um, a year and a half plan left. Is, his plan is to get out after that year and a half. Okay. Um, and I the and what is your to, and you're 29 years old and he's 30 and like what is your yeah. plans as a couple? I guess our plans is just like to keep going as we are for now. And what then is that when he does come home, at long distance? And like that was the thing is I like are I listen you, to your are, podcast. Are so you okay I, with I, that plan? I'm okay with that plan. Okay, I'm okay with that plan. I'm like a very like independent person. I like my alone time and all of that. So I'm I'm okay with it. What um, do you want for this from this relationship? I want eventually to marry him and be okay. with him forever. Like okay. I, I from very early in this relationship told myself like, yeah, I think this is the one. I think this is my guy. Okay. Um, and I fe felt my biggest things with him are I feel he's really like a gentle giant and um, that I felt really safe with him. That safety has now been a little bit skewed because of the photo of downloading bumble because i feel like um i feel like that trust has been definitely broken i've never like i said been cheated on or anything i've never really had my trust broken in this way before um and i do believe his story to an extent but like you said like the parts i'm questioning are the same parts you're saying are questionable like the this the um location and and all of that um one part i should mention that i forgot to say before too was that when i did call him out on all of this I picked up the phone. I was like, call me right now. Cause we had decided like no more texting. If we're going through something, if something's going on, we need to pick up the phone and call and voice to voice talk. Like texting is silly. So I called him, he ignored it or didn't answer it. And then I called him again and I kept calling and he was like, Oh, sorry. Like I'm just trying not to die in this game right now. He's a gamer and I am like very hardcore against video games, um, which <laughs> wow. he knows. He's and like, then just that what, was another example of him not making me a priority in that moment to not answer my phone call because he didn't want to die in his fake game rather than like talk to okay. his girlfriend in real life. All right. Well, we need to rewind for a few seconds. He's a okay. gamer and you're v against video games. That's 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 a problem. Yeah. It's it's been our biggest problem. It's been our biggest problem. OK, well, what are you going to do about it? Um. So I because am he has a right under, to play video games, you know, a thousand percent, okay. a thousand percent. 
my problem with video games is when he goes long periods of time with like just like not answering me or he'll prioritize like the game and playing with his friends over like like hanging with me um and that's where it's come into play he's gotten a lot better i will say in our relationship i think like it just took some time um i just i've just never been the person i don't I don't like video games. Yeah, you don't like it. You don't get it. That's fine. That's different between you being against them, you know? And listen, yeah, you're not the only girlfriend who hates the video games because their boyfriends are, but it's all about balance. It's about just, you know, him, like you said, like, hey, listen, man, for me, I don't play a lot of video games these days. You know, when I was Mm -hmm. in my 20s, it was an issue with my girlfriend. Uh, my, My decompression is... Packers football and you know mm-hmm. going on Twitter and reading news and sometimes I get a little carried away with it sometimes Nally has to bug or even complain you know uh, mm-hmm. I do a pretty good job of of listening but you know mm-hmm. every every guy especially and people but like has their little thing where they just need to kind of mentally fucking check out you know and he just needs 100%. to he needs to have some balance with like- it yeah yeah and I'm so, like on that, like where he like should have this like decompression. Like that's how he says it. He's like, it just is my way of like, like decompressing. And I totally like am fine with that. I think it's just when it comes into choosing that over like answering my phone call was like not okay. Like, I like, like 100% of the time? No, but in this situation. Oh, we were, <laughs> we were arguing about the relationship. And he, and he, yeah, well, and that's what he said. He was like, I didn't want to answer the phone, I didn't want to get yelled at. I knew you were going to react this way. You guys, and I was like, listen, well, you guys, here's the thing. Uh, we're not going to solve this on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. He's not here. You know, we're getting into like, hey, a mediation call, which by the way, I would love to do if, uh, if, if he's ever down. That being said, uh, you love him. You want to make this work. There are things in your mm-hmm. relationship that are not ideal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's just, let's just for argument's sake, say that for the most part, he told you the truth, that he had some moments of weakness. He was reactive. He took some bad advice from his friends. But at the end of the day, he didn't fuck anyone. He hasn't been messaging anyone. He didn't go on any dates. You know, Mm -hmm. you guys have had a relationship that, quite honestly, hasn't had a lot of good communication. Uh, Listening to you talk, my guess is, you know, if I were watching the tape on your relationship the past couple months, I could point out things that you said or did that I would have been like, I don't know, wasn't very productive or helpful and vice versa with him. So Mm -hmm. that's just my guess. And you guys are at this point where you're really, you know, you broke up with him in December. You got back together like you're not on the same page right now. Yeah. And so and it's been long distance, which is extra hard to reconnect when things you, you feel disconnected. So my advice is wait for him to come out for, for now, for the time being. You got to stop with the whole like driving yourself crazy, Googling how these apps work. Yeah. Unless you want to just break up with him now and like think he's full of shit you know maybe something comes out where you realize he was lying to you but for the time being you're not doing yourself any good yeah by being some sort of detective you know his story for the most part adds up it like that that you breaking up with him mid-december you know had you not done that then we had a very different conversation but you did and you know it's not that crazy for a guy to be upset about it and his buddies like gas him up and he gets on the app and you know if he had the app before probably wasn't that hard to turn it back on pictures were already there up to his bio you know and start start mm-hmm. swiping that being said when he gets here like i said you just have to sit him down and be like listen 
I know we've had our problems. I, first of all, I love you and I want to be with you. You're still the person that someday I know, like, I want to spend the rest of my life with. Like, do you still feel that way about me? That's the first okay. part of that conversation. Assuming his answer is yes, then you need to say, well, I'm, A, I'm really glad to hear that. But like, we need to work on our connection. We need to work on our communication. I don't know how he's going to feel about, you know, I'm glad that he prioritizes his mental health and he put it in his dating bio. He doesn't, though. That's the funny part is. Well, like, whatever. He, like, he fucking said like, it. He fucking said it. And you can be like, you know, listen, if you really if this means a lot to you, if you if I really am that person you want to be with, we need some help. And again, you're going to, mm-hmm. you know, couples therapy. I, I've said it before. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again. But like and you guys could do that remotely. You can do that long distance. You can go to couples therapy in different locations via Zoom with a therapist. Mm hmm. But like you guys, what you guys just need some help reconnecting and figuring out how you guys can stay connected via long distance and set up some parameters. And you guys can talk about the video game playing. You can talk about what triggers him and what triggers you, what frustrates him, what frustrates you. And my guess is he does little things, and then you you know you will call him and expect him to answer. And it's just like, I can call you 10 minutes later. You go, Why don't you answer for me? It's me. And like, he's playing video mm-hmm. games. And you get more mad because you know, he's going to do it. And you're like, you're testing him and shit like that. And mm-hmm. all that bullshit that people do in relationships, you guys just have to, you know, a stop, but more importantly, figure out what it is that is triggering you guys, get on the same page, hear each other out where you have a mediator, let the other person finish. Maybe at times when he's speaking and you're already stopped listening because it, he said something about video games and it triggered you. And then, you know, and then that person can say, wait, let let them finish. Hear him out. Did you, you know, like literally that's what a couple therapist does half the time is just play referee. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. during disagreements, you know. And if you guys really want to make this work, it sounds like you're going to need some help. And that's OK, because yeah. most most relationships do. Because long distance relationships are hard and they're extra hard when one of those people is in the military and, and their time is very much controlled by the fact that like they're in the military and there's an added pressure. Uh, there's a strain on your mental health in the military. You know, you really ch- you must. I don't know what it's like to be in the military, but I can only assume you need to be able to decompress. And and it's a little different yeah. than like being an accountant. I do like the idea, like your idea of like a hard reset and just like resetting our expectations and our what where we're at um and like i said too he has done everything right in this circumstance he he went on so what he did last week too is he went on the app again when i told him to he deleted the profile not just the app and he said like i see it one of two ways either i do this and i just like figure it out or i lose you and i don't want to lose you so i know he doesn't want to lose me so why don't you send him a message today Mm -hmm. even and say hey listen i know we've been through a lot the past couple of months but i just want you to know how much i love you how much our relationship Mm -hmm. means to me and how excited i am to see you this weekend i do think we have a lot to discuss because that all being said we've had a lot of issues i know you've been frustrated with things obviously you know i've been frustrated things and i just want to use this time not only to celebrate my birthday but maybe like get back on the same page and figure out ways to help us be a healthier couple in the future. And maybe set that expectation via text. But it starts with how much you care about him, how much you want to be with him, and what you want to do this weekend. And then this weekend, when he gets there, Mm -hmm. to say, hey, can we talk? And maybe it's after you hook up and have some great sex, and you're lying in bed naked, and you're just like, hey, can we talk about us for a second? 
I, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to risk losing us. And I do think we need some help. And like, you know, and if he says, well, I don't want, I don't, we, we can do this on our own and blah, 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 blah. Be like, hey, motherfucker, you don't get to go on a fucking dating app and say you prioritize your mental health and then turn me down for couples therapy after you just told me you want to make this work and I'm the person you spend the rest of your life. We have to be honest with ourselves and our relationship. I broke up with you in December. You went on a fucking dating app. You, you screenshotted pictures. We've both fucked up. And like, we're really risking us not working out. You know, and do you really want to lose this? Because like, I don't think we can do it on our own. And, you know, unless you're a relationship expert in the military playing video games, maybe we just need some fucking help. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a good idea. I, I'm like, I'm still, I, I, yes, I hear you. And I think it's a really good idea. I should say it. I'm having a hard time. Even like, we're usually like very like, honey, this baby that like, we're very like pet namey lovey like that. And I just, in the last week, haven't even been able to say that to him because I just feel like. I'm so angry with him. Yeah, and you're upset, so, and that's okay, you know? But, like, nothing I, I just to suggest you to say takes away from the fact that you're still allowed to be upset. And you can even acknowledge yeah. that. Like, I'm still processing this. Obviously, I'm still upset. That all being said, I do know that I love you, and I do know that you're the person I want, you know, to make this work with. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we. I'm sure, and you got to acknowledge when you say this that, he has the right to be upset with things too. He has the right to be frustrated mm-hmm. with things too. So mm-hmm. acknowledge both of those and just say how you want to use this time when he's in town to come back together and figure out how you guys could reset the relationship, talk about different ways that you guys could uh, change your behaviors, get some help when it comes to your relationship and go forward and yeah. see if he's willing to actually put his you know, money where his mouth is, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. I'm I'm hesitant that he'll say yes to like couples therapy. I'm in therapy and I've tried to well, tell you, him you I need to persist. Therapy. Well, start with and, couples therapy, maybe because like yeah. couples therapy, you know, he might need his own individual therapy. That that might be mm-hmm. true. But couples therapy is separate in my in my opinion. You know, it's just like, again, that's just about someone helping you guys figure out how to communicate more effectively which you guys aren't doing, you know, it's playing that referee during high intense triggering moments. And through couples therapy, he might discover the benefits of therapy and might get into individual therapy, but you can still do couples therapy, even though he's not in an individual therapy. And yeah, he might be resistant to it, but you need to be persistent. Don't get, don't give up with a a simple no and -hmm. remind him, Hey, again, why should either of us think that we can do this on our own? This shit's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's okay to acknowledge so that hard. relationships are hard and long distance ones are even harder and ones that include someone in the military are even harder. So, mm-hmm. and two people who love each other, who want to make it work, can have a hard time connecting in a way that makes both people happy and they can break up because they were too stubborn to not put in the work, you know? Yeah. And it's just a matter of effort, you know? And yeah. you can say, listen, if you want it like a video game, like, you know, I'm sure he's got a help from video games. I'm sure he's asked a buddy or two for a tip or trick or whatever. That, what's the difference between like relationships? That's um, true. Wonder if I put you, it that way, if he'll be more inclined. <laughs> maybe I don't know, but like you got, you have to be persistent, and and at the end of the day, you have to say, "Listen, I just I need us to do this." And if you really want to be with me, and if you really are serious about making our relationship healthy and 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 get to where we both want to go, then you'll do this mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. and yeah. for us. And it's, you know, and, and even if you go in a little resistant, I, I need you to do this for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
If he refuses, oh. then you might need to reevaluate your relationship, you know, because yeah. right now you guys are having a hell of a time getting on the same page. And I don't see that changing anytime soon without some yeah. help. No, and I agree. We're really, really different people. So like, and not that that's a bad thing, but I think that is a good point that we might need some help just because we are so different. We communicate very differently and yeah, we think very differently and all of that. It's uh. Yeah, it's, that's what it's going to take. Otherwise, you're just wasting each other's time. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. All right. <laughs> I'm definitely going to talk to him. I hope it goes well this weekend with my birthday and everything. But Well, um, I would, if I were yeah. you, I would send the message before he comes. Take mm-hmm. the bad vibes. Try to reduce the bad vibes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that way, when you have the conversations, maybe it's less intense. Yeah. All right. Well, that's very fair. Okay, well, thanks, Nick. I appreciate the advice. All right, well, keep us posted. Love to know what 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 ends up happening. I will for sure. And if he ever wants to sure. jump on a Zoom together, uh, you could do that <laughs> long distance. We can. I wonder if he would. I I don't know. <laughs> well, we're I always up. tell him about your podcast, and he's always like, he's like, oh, like is that you talking about that podcast again? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, we have to use we language and stay connected and blah blah blah. <laughs> Just... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Because it works. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not. It's not that complicated. It's not rocket science. It's just. It's hard work. Yeah, you know, it is. It's tedious it is. at times. It doesn't have to be, but it can be for sure. Yep. All okay. right. Well, keep well, us posted. So much. Would love to know what happens. I will. I will for sure. I'll send you an update. All right. Good luck. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Zoa! You've got to check out Zoa. Dwayne, the Rock Johnson's energy drink. Zoa just launched a brand new campaign, and it's all about the BDE. You know what I'm talking about. Big Dwayne energy. They've got a really awesome new commercial that you can check out at Zoa's Instagram or YouTube channels. Zoa Energy is a better-for-you energy drink with great taste, electrolytes, B and C vitamins, and zero sugar. It's made with caffeine from natural sources to provide balanced energy with no Crash. When you drink Zoa Energy Drinks, it gives you the big Dwayne energy, which gives you the swag, confidence, and energy that helps you conquer your day. Here at the Vile Files, my team has loved Zoa Energy to give them an extra boost to get through their days. With ingredients that enhance energy levels, Zoa Energy helps my team find the spark and motivation. They've got eight incredible flavors like Tropical Punch, Wild Orange, White Peach, and now Frosted Grape. And Frosted Grape just happens to be my team's favorite, along with their delicious Cherry Limeade. So get some big Dwayne energy and order Zoa Energy today. Available online and at stores near you. Find out where you can find it at ZoaEnergy.com and find retailers like Amazon, 7-Eleven, Costco, Circle K, and more. That's ZoaEnergy, Z-O-A-Energy.com. Ladies and gentlemen, what are you doing? What do you mean? I'm just keep it simple. I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros. Two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude, stop with the voice. Just the vo- keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Rob bros. Good job. How's it going? Good, Nick. Uh, my name is Tracy. I am 25. My boyfriend and I don't have sex, and it is all my fault. <laughs> Why is it your fault? So me and my boyfriend started dating around a year and three months ago. Um, it was kind of a rocky start to our sex life. I would say mainly because uh, he wasn't able to perform the first five times. 
And then after like that, performance, we were fine. performance anxiety. It was definitely performance anxiety, but we got through it. Thought you were um, so beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so that went well after that, but this is kind of like more of a medical issue type of thing. I got five UTIs within five months. <laughs> so okay. um, I was going to doctors constantly. So we kind of had a break there with sex. Um, finally, I got it figured out. And ever since, I am like, I guess, fearful of that. And also, I'm just like not horny anymore. So <laughs> okay. I, I just don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, I mean, I don't know either. I don't. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Um, so basically just to rewind, you, you guys met, he had some little performance anxiety, whatever you started having sex and you started getting some UTIs every time you guys would have sex, which literally every time. (laughs) Yeah. That I've had that happen. Not to me per se, but I remember, you know, in my twenties, like you'd start hooking up with someone. It's like almost like your bodies have to get Mm -hmm. used to each other or something. I don't know. I don't. It's it's a know. weird thing, but like that, so that's been figured out. I haven't had one in like probably nine months. So basically, and you've had sex just, in between. Yes. Okay. Um, I basically just take a pill after sex. Everything's good. No more UTIs. I haven't had one, and I guess like I kind of have a routine for after sex. So it's like I take the pill, go to the bathroom, obviously shower. So it's like a whole routine. Um, and I guess that might be affecting it, but also like I'm just so attracted to my boyfriend. And whenever he's like initiating sex, I'm like pushing him away. And I hate that I do that. And I don't know like what the reason is, because like I said, I'm so extremely attracted to this man. So maybe it's just like the tedious of sex, tediousness of sex. I don't know. Are you guys doing any foreplay? When you say you're attracted to him, are there moments where you're like feeling like sex or you just like you just haven't been horny since lately? Yeah, I mean, like. I definitely have been horny, you know, I have my moments and I will initiate sometimes, but it's not, it's probably like once every two months. Okay. So yeah, that's brief. Yeah. There's that. Um, yeah. I will say, and I have talked to him about this a little bit. There is like really no foreplay. Um, it's like none. It, 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 yeah. I mean, well, that may, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be a woman. Uh, but yeah, I can only, I can only imagine <laughs> from what I've heard from what it's like to be a woman and from what I've heard about how women's bodies operate when it comes Mm -hmm. to like sex. I can't imagine the idea of like being a woman, being in a relationship with a man and just get Mm -hmm. fucking like railroaded for five minutes uh, (laughs) without any type of warm up, only for me to have to take a pill, have to do some whole routine just so I don't get some sort of fucking infection. I mean, when you put it like that, it's like, you know, I don't know. I'm good. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So it's like, this, am I allowed to get a little bit graphic here? Yeah, you say whatever you want. Okay, cool. So like, for example, it was literally like two days ago. I like jokingly bent over and he tried to put it in me. And I'm like, I am dry as the winter breeze. Like, we cannot do this right now. Yeah. And it's like. And what did he say? And he was like laughing. And then he's, uh, you know, trying to make it, you know lube it up with some saliva and i'm just like but i am not even like turned on right now like this is like so why don't you do try to do some romantic shit with each other so i guess like in the past we've done some stuff um but it's like i don't have any motivation to even do that and like i don't even know how to kind of bring it up to him 
to, you know, ask him like, Hey, like, I mean, like I've heard, I've listened to your podcast for a while and I know you've kind of like said things in the past where it's like, Oh, like throughout the day, you know, doing stuff that's going to turn the woman on later. And I'm like, what do I tell him to do? That's going to help, I guess, is my advice. And, well, like, have you talked to him at all about this topic? Like what conversations um, have you had with him? If any. So yes, I've like sat down and cried to him because I felt like it's my fault. And I'm just like, Hey, listen, like, I'm so sorry. I'm just not in the mood. Cause I feel bad. Like he has needs just like I have needs. So like, does your, I want uh, to... does your boyfriend have an Instagram? I won't share it. I just want to see, what, I just want to see what this hot non foreplay guy looks like. He's listen, he's got that curly head of hair. He's a beautiful looking guy. Um, no complaints there. I just like, don't want to feel like I'm training someone for foreplay. Why not? And if I am, well, it's like. Yeah, I don't understand that. What do you mean? I don't want to be telling him what to do because then I feel like that's not going to turn me on. It's like I tell him, you know, this would turn me on. But I wanted to already know that. Because <laughs> like I've been dating him for like a year and three months. And like initially I will say our sex was not bad. We had great sex um, until the issues arose. And then after the issues were gone, I forgot to mention I was on medication for migraines that did kind of hinder my sex drive but I've been on the off those medications for like six months now so it's like my sex drive still not being there I don't know if I want to completely contribute it to no foreplay because like the man's great and I know I hear that all the time on this podcast like the man's great but like he really does everything for me like I come home to a clean house he works from home so he's always cleaning the house he takes care of our cat (laughs) who's like the love of my life so like he's great in all aspects. So I'm just like, what the hell is going on on my end where I'm just like not wanting to have sex with him? Listen, I, I just think you're not on the same page. And I think it's not, um, what I'm hearing is you're a little stubborn in terms of, you know, the whole classic like, you should know, I want you to understand where I'm coming from. I want you to anticipate my feelings. I want, you know, which yeah. I, I get it, you know, and on some level. Yeah, you want you want them to know, but you know, how long you guys been dating? A year and three months. How old, and we how old is how old are you guys again? How old are you? How old is he? Um, I am twenty five. He is twenty four. Okay, so yeah, he's on the younger side. Yeah. Um. So like, we moved in together at about I would say ten months of dating, which in my mind is like pretty quick. Um, because I've you know, in the past wanted to take things slower, but we moved in within 10 months of dating. We hang out, like even before we moved in together, we probably hung out every single day um, to the point where like my roommate would get very annoyed. (laughs) So like we never really had any breaks from each other unless he would like go on vacation for like maybe a couple days. But besides that, like we have been together every day since we met. We're basically attached to the hip. Okay. So listen, he's 24 years old. I think that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing. So not a big shocker that he's not Mr. Foreplay. It's disappointing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why guys these days are not learning stuff like this or whatever. You just got to teach, coach him up a little bit. Yeah, I guess. What, like, what, I, I don't even know what to tell him. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I would just like say, want you to sit down to you acknowledge it, babe. I know I haven't had, we have, I I know our sex life is not where either of us want it to be. Right. You know, and I think you say that us, you know, it's not like, Hey, our sex life sucks. You suck. I suck. Whatever. It's just like our sex life isn't where we want it to be. I think you're sexy as hell. 
You know, when we do have sex, I love connecting with you, but like I've been struggling with my sex drive, mm -hmm. but I want to try to get on the same page with you. Right. And I want us to work on this together. You know, make it a wee yeah. thing. You know, it's hard for me to just want to have sex when I'm not, you know, um, warmed up or whatever. Like you're not some sort of alien here. You. Mm -hmm. You're a, you're a woman. Again, what I've learned about women is that they don't just, you know, you don't get to bend them over and, and they are immediately horny, you know, like you have to seduce and caress and the mood matters. And yeah, like every once in a while, yeah, maybe you're, 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 you can be in the mood and you might instigate it. But for the most part, even then you need some foreplay. Right. So you could say, hey, babe, I'd, like, I'd love us to like, you know, I don't know if you've heard me say like make love without having sex, you know, but maybe you say, mm -hmm. hey, babe, I want to try something out. And like, I want you to take the, you know, but I want us to work on our foreplay. Yeah. And again, us. And so maybe you buy some lingerie. I don't know. You don't really need lingerie. Any honestly underwear will do. You light some candles. I don't know. You both take a bath. You get naked. I don't fucking know. <laughs> And then you like, and I know maybe this is going to feel awkward or weird, but like, this is what people do, you know? Yeah. And then you caress each other. Maybe you do some, you know, rounding some bases, but no sex. And you get excited without penetration. Specifically, he needs to get you off without you having sex. Yeah. And he, make it a challenge. If he's like a guy who loves a good challenge, I want you to try to do this. You know, like yeah. this turns me on. Tell him what turns you on. Communicate to him. This is what it turns me on. And if he's a guy who cares about turning you on, he'll do it. And like, hey, I like the sex, but I need both. You know, I need the sprinkles. I need the I need the chocolate sauce. I need everything. I need the whipped cream. I don't just want I can't just have the ice cream. I need it all, baby. He's definitely good at um, things other than sex. Great. Um, so very good. So, so just say I need more of that. And I want us to try doing that. And like because. To me, hearing you talk, there's nothing wrong with you. Again, not a doctor. I don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. But like <laughs> my guess is you might be more in the mood every once in a while when you guys are kissing and making out and then there's some touching. Maybe you guys, again, like take a nice bath together. I don't fucking know. But there are things you can do to hopefully enjoy this sexual experience you know, because it has to be more about a, like a sexual experience rather than just like having sex. Definitely. I agree with that. My so like I agree with the more foreplay and everything. My only issue is like I feel like in the past he has tried um, just recently, like probably a week ago. We were laying on the couch and we started making out. And then I don't know why I just like pushed away from him. And like it, it turned me on. But I'm just like, no. And I'm like, why? Why the hell do I keep doing this? Like. Like I said, I'm very attracted to him. I love him so much. Like there's nothing like I would never want to leave. Like this is the man I want to marry. Okay. Well, so why am I pushing him away when what I want? I, 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 don't, don't, know. I, I don't know. I'm not a therapist, but maybe are you in therapy? I, <laughs> <laughs> no, my health insurance starts on February 1st. So, okay. Well, yeah, listen, I, I don't know. You're in your head about something. 100%. Yeah, I you agree. Know. Um, my, my biggest advice to you is just stop psyching yourself out. You know, uh, you're allowed not to be horny at times, but all the time is crazy because uh, like, maybe there's the little past, things you like, can do to increase your sex drive. Again, may maybe you can talk to a medical professional about this, Yeah. Um, but it's probably more I psychological is my guess. Again, not being yeah. uh, any yeah. trained in anything medical. I mean, in the past with like my re like my most 
previous ex, like I had a way higher sex drive than him. So like it was never like an issue. It was more on his end. So I'm like, these things can be cyclical, I think, you know? Yeah. It was just like, even like that attracted him. (laughs) So it's like, now that I'm really attracted to this, my current boyfriend, I'm like, why is it the opposite? This is so weird. So I think you're just in your head. Honestly, I think it's, yeah. You know, you guys had a rough start to your sex life. The whole, yeah. you know, uh, UTI, I'm sure it was annoying and frustrating for you. Now mm-hmm. sex has become a bit of a process, especially when you're done. He's not Mr. Foreplay. So it's like most of the time you have sex, you're just like, what's in it for me? Other than like a potential infection. And <laughs> I don't know, maybe you've gotten your, in your head about it. And it's okay to not be in the mood. But like, you just got to keep trying, you know, and like, you'll figure it out. I think, I think the big thing is to not try to psych yourself out and communicate. You know, the good news is, is when I said, have you, how much have you talked to your boyfriend about this? It didn't sound like all that much, you know? And so maybe just talk, maybe you're stressed out because you feel guilty that, you know, you're not having as much sex. I don't know. Maybe you're worried about what he's thinking. Just say, listen, I'm just. All the things you're saying, I, I think you're so hot, you're so sexy, this is just, you know, make sure that he's feeling secure and letting him know how you feel about him, you know, and just talk about it more, you know? Like, it's okay. Yeah. It, it can be a little awkward, I get it. But, like, if, you, if he is the man you want to marry, you guys have to start talking about this stuff. You have to get on the same page. It's okay for both of you to say, I'm not in the mood right now. I'm tired, you know? If he's not saying it yet, give it six or seven years, you know? Um... But like men often don't want to have sex too. Sometimes I know like when they're when they're in their early twenties, it never feels that way. But it can happen, and it will happen, and he'll have the right to say that without you being deeply offended because you're so used to him being turned on. It's right. you know, people are allowed in relationships to to not be turned on, and then there are times where you realize that you haven't. You know, sex can be used to just get off and sex can be used as a way to connect and set, you know, and then mm-hmm. from a connection standpoint, you guys just sometimes have to take the time yeah, and not get stressed okay. out and just be like, you know, instead of, you know, maybe not push them away, just ask to, you know, say like in the future, if I'm not feeling it, is it okay if I, you know, and the obvious answer is yes, but you know, it just, you know, is it okay just to say, Hey, maybe like, can we try again later? You know, instead of you getting frustrated and him getting frustrated, you getting frustrated yourself and you huff and puff, he takes it personally. He huffs and puffs. You know, you guys get stressed out, but it's too awkward to talk about. So you don't talk about it. You make assumptions. Yeah. He makes assumptions. You just have to communicate. I really, you know, I strongly feel that way. I will say this one thing that I actually just remembered um, about a week and a half ago. We were, you know, fooling around and we went to have sex and like we were having sex for a good 30 seconds and he just stopped and like laid down and I like was so confused and I looked at him and I'm like is something wrong he's like no I'm just not in the mood and I'm like we haven't had sex in a month and like you've been wanting to have sex and here we are finally going to have sex and like you're saying like sometimes he's not gonna be in the mood but like for him to do that after not having sex for like over a month and wanting to have sex I was just like kind of taken back I was like what what and he like and I kept asking him, like we should communicate about this like what's going on? he's like no I just like don't want to have sex right now he so it, I guess it's I don't know what your take is on that I guess I thought it was just like very strange um that he wouldn't want to have sex <laughs> are you in your head about that like about like do you think he's doing anything 
No. Um, I mean, I don't want to be in my, I'm definitely, I have to work on my insecurities. Um, but I, if he, out of everyone, I know he would be the last person to ever cheat. Um, he's really great guy, so I don't think that would ever happen. Um, so it was just like weird and like for him not to give a reason. And like, we're very, like, he knows, he knows I'm on this podcast right now. We are very open with communicating. Like I tell him, he tells me everything. So it was just strange for him not to, um, I guess, want to have sex. It was weird. So it's probably not as weird as you think. My guess is you're in your head about your sex drive. You're used yeah. to him having sex. He doesn't want to have sex this one time. And you're like, again, like, like I kind of just mentioned this earlier. You are used to being the one who's not having sex, who doesn't want to have sex. And you are just used to him always being in the mood. And so one time he wasn't, I don't know. And it was weird to you. And then you get in your head about it. You just have to talk about it to him. You guys just needed to be better about actually talking about intimacy and sex because you're you're having sex but a lot of couples don't talk about it would he be able if i if he were on the if he called the here and i was like you know and i was your therapist or whatever or me you know and i was like how does you turn on your girlfriend like what are what does she like in bed you know specifically would he be able to answer does he know the nuances of what turned you on i feel like the only thing he would say is like yeah she likes being eat out like that's like really okay and is that is that it like i'm guessing i'm guessing there's kissing on the net i'm sure you like that sure i'm sure you like receiving oral sex but i'm saying if you could you know whatever fantasies you have you have a fantasy (laughs) with your boyfriend and in this fantasy you are fantasizing all the things you like done to you from a foreplay standpoint from start to beginning the caress I don't, I don't know maybe it's caressing hands maybe it's kissing your neck maybe it's nibbling on your ears maybe it's caressing your i don't fucking know i'm guessing there's a lot of subtleties of things that make you feel good scratching the back i don't know but like do you know what you like maybe is the question and does he know what you like you know yeah that's definitely a good point um i feel like i know several things that i like uh, i feel like he would probably say what i just said and like maybe like receiving massage or something like that. But like, that's, I really like it when you kiss my neck. I like it when you place your hands around my neck gently, not choke the shit out of me, but you know what I'm saying? Like whatever it is. And you guys need to get on the same page. You need to figure out what you like, you know, and you guys can experiment with each other and you can talk about experimenting with each other. Hey, like I, I, I like this. I like that. I'd like to try this. And "Ah, I didn't really like that. You know, I liked this. If yeah. you're going to spend the rest of your life with this guy, you got to start getting fucking creative. You got to start opening up. You got to start learning about each other. I know. And like, that's my one thought is like, we, you know, like it's usually the beginning of the relationship where you're having the most sex. Everything's fresh and new. And I'm like, I never really got to have that with him. And so it's like, I feel like this is all delayed and like, it feels like shit. And I'm like, where do we go from here? But you're right. I need to communicate with him. Like, I think I'm definitely gonna like sit down with him. Cause usually like, I'll just like mention something and then it's not really, it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. And then it's never really discussed. So I think you're right. I need to like sit down with him, talk to him about this, like literally like maybe make a fucking list or something and like figure out what I like, figure out, you know, what he can do to help me. Um, but it's just that I need to, you know, be motivated to want to have sex. So yeah, it's just communication. Yeah, definitely. 
You haven't been together that long. You're both still pretty young. He's younger than you, so he's going to be even that much more inexperienced than you, especially right. as a guy, you know, chances yeah. are. And <laughs> you might need to do a little bit more leading than you want, you know? Yeah. I, I know you. it's, like, great to find meet a guy who has it all figured out, you, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, if you want a guy who has it all figured out, maybe date a little older. I'm not saying you should. It sounds like you have your guy, but yeah. you know, your your guy is less experienced than a 30 year old would be, or a 35 year old would be. And even though you could date a 35 year old, they could be terrible and fucking bad, and just as you know, uh, they could be set in their ways and uninterested. Mm -hmm. At least your boyfriend, hopefully, him being a young, relatively young man, can still be open to the idea that like he hasn't figured it all out and is open to learn and it prioritizes like I just I want to be a great lover to my girlfriend. I want to get her off. I want her to think she's I'm great in bed. And that doesn't just mean how I use my dick. And I want you know to feel like I I can turn her on and I know how to push all her buttons. I know you know I know all the little things that she likes. And to do that, yeah. you have to share that with him or he has to be willing to try. And right now he's not that creative in bed fine no big deal but you might have to guide him and 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 vice versa he should he should be communicating to you the things he likes and you should be willing to try it as long as you know you're comfortable mm -hmm. and you guys go from there but right now my, my what i'm hearing is you guys just aren't communicating all that much and you're not talking about things that are slightly awkward and you guys are both just hoping the other person can figure it out and assume and not take it personally when they don't want to have sex and no one's really talking about why hey babe i just don't mm. want to and you're like oh okay and then i guess and then you get frustrated and no there's no other conversations yeah you know i guess like i'm trying to think of how to approach this because like it's not like we've never communicated about it like i've definitely approached him in the past saying like hey like we definitely need to involve more foreplay or else it's not gonna it's gonna hurt and so it's like, I have communicated that with him. And I guess maybe I should be like more direct. Yes. But like, I've communicated that with that like so many times. So I guess it's frustrating on my end. And like, you're right. I'm a very stubborn person. So I got to be better about that and just like sit down with him and talk with him. But I guess my biggest question to you is like, let's say I communicate all this with him, like everything in our relationship is great besides the sex. Like, what do I do from there? Like, do I... Sex is important, especially yeah. to me. And well, listen, if I mean, if he's refusing to do any of this stuff, then I don't know. That might be an issue. But like, let's give him a chance first, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like Definitely. actual communication. I don't mean like passive aggressive remarks, you know, and I don't mean like um, comments and huffing and puffing of frustrations. I mean, like sitting down and just saying, babe, I want us to work on our sex life and I want us to work on our foreplay and I want us to learn about each other's like turn ons and I want us to be more connected, in, you know, sexually and I want us to put an effort into it. And I want us to have like nights of the week where we really like oh, maybe you light some candles, you play some music. You don't even have to have sex. Maybe you just look into each other's eyes and caress each other. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying, if this is the shit you care about, that's what it takes, you know, intentional connection, you know, taking a bath together, you know, and trying to create a more sexier mood. Yeah, that's definitely something I need to talk to him about. Also, like, I feel like every time, even if we're just kissing, he thinks it's going to lead to sex, no, which I feel it. like yeah. is, a, it, I mean, like, listen, I get it. But also, I feel like that's also like a younger mindset. Like, it doesn't always have to lead to sex, but I feel like he feels that way. Well, you know, I mean, 
I would just use it to your advantage. You can communicate to him, listen, I want to make out with you. Be happy that every time he makes out with you, he wants to have sex with you. They are worse problems to have. Now, he needs to be respectful and he needs to like accept a no and not make you feel bad about it, but use it to your advantage. Turn him on, you know, work him up, tease him a little bit. Great. You know, he, he needs to do, yeah, fuck around with each other in a playful way where you eyes, you are teasing each other. You know, maybe he is, maybe he does it to you. Maybe he like, you know, caresses you, wakes you up in the morning, does some shit, be open about, then he stops, you get all turned on and he goes to work and says, I'll see you later, babe. I don't know. Like try things out, try to tease each other, try to, you know, but like these, like everything in a relationship, these things can take work. Definitely. I agree. I will Um, definitely sit down, talk with him about all this stuff. Um, I appreciate it. And just make it not, you know, don't, it's not about him. You're not attacking him. You're not being like, you suck at, you know, like us, we let's do this together. And if he's resistant to that, if he's like, this is stupid, I want to do this, then yeah, then there's a bigger problem there. And maybe you just might have to be like, hey, I love, you know, he's hot, he's attractive, but like, I don't know, I need him. I I want a guy who gives a shit about this. I want a guy who's willing to participate, you know, in our sex life more than just being willing to have sex anytime he just wants to throw it in, so to speak, without actually having like intimacy. Cause that, that's not intimacy. That's just a guy having sex and you guys you guys need to work on your intimacy because right now your relationship lacks intimacy even though it's sometimes it occasionally has sex because it just starts feeling routine at that point and it's like not even fun so but as always lead with love hey babe i love you i think you're sexy i want to you know i know that i have been a bit disconnected it comes to sex but it is a prioritize i i I want us to have a better sex life Mm -hmm. And I want us to have more intimacy and I want us to work on that. And let's, let's talk about it and let's try things out and let's not get frustrated at each other when, when something doesn't work out or, and we're trying, you know, we're experimenting and with experimenting comes successes and failures, but experiment with each other and give each other permission to experiment with each other and, and give each other permission to like not be in the mood from time to time. It's not, it's not the end of the world. All right. All right. Well, keep us posted. We'd love to know how this goes uh, because yep. I'm sure you guys aren't the only ones experiencing this. And even though it seems like such an obvious thing that couples should talk about, it's shocking how many couples don't. Yeah, um, I'll give it. I'll give it a couple weeks, maybe a month, and uh, right back to you and see. All right, let you know how it goes. Yeah, just be patient, <laughs> but you know, yeah. talk with them and see where it goes. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, Nick. I appreciate it. All right, take care. Keep us posted. Yep. All right. Bye bye. Yep, you too. How's it going? Hi, my name is Lauren. I am 26 years old, and I am wondering if physical attraction is necessary in a relationship or if I'm settling. I mean, yes, it's necessary. I mean, do you do you find your boyfriend to be ugly? Um. Well, so I just recently matched with a guy on um, a dating app and um, liked how it was over the app. Um, we've talked back and forth, but he's definitely not someone that I would typically go for and in what way like how how far off are we here or like are you like i only have dated brunette men who are six two with certain shoulder sizes and he's not that (laughs) or like how how specific are your physical um preferences and how far off is he (laughs) yeah i mean i wouldn't say that i have a particular type per se it's more of just like i don't know if i find him attractive (laughs) Um, so nothing particular in that. Have you met him in person yet? 
Yes, I have. So okay. we, um, he travels a lot for work. So he, um, we FaceTimed at first and then have talked over the phone. And then whenever he came in town, we went out for a date. Everything's been great. We have great connection. Um, I just don't know that I necessarily find him as attractive as I would normal, normally, if that makes sense. Okay. Well, I mean, listen, is it important? Yes, it matters. You know, it, you, you should be physically attracted to your partner. I think men are a little bit more rigid in their physical preferences. And in my experience, or from what I've noticed, that women seem to be a little bit more flexible with who they could be physically attracted to. And I think women can grow their physical attraction with men because I think men can, I think women can fall in love uh, maybe in a little bit more ways than men. You know, I've always heard that, like, you know, there's an old saying, like, men fall in love with their eyes and women fall in love with their ears in terms of like how, what, how men communicate with them, how they make them feel, you know, things like that. But overall, yes, it is important, you know, for you to be physically attracted. You just have to ask yourself, what other aspects do you like about him? Uh, are there other ways that you find him very attractive by how he acts and how he treats you, you know, things like that. But like, I guess there's no crime in you exploring this guy, you know, and seeing if you can get there. Yeah, that's well, that's one of the things that I've struggled with is like, I feel like on a connection basis, we match really well. And I just don't know if I've like been single for too long and I'm just wanting wanting that connection or if this is something that like could last in the long run and I just eventually I don't know is that settling <laughs> no no if you continue to date him and every time you hang out with him you learn a little bit more you build a little bit more rapport your emotional connection grows and you fall for him, even though like he's not your best physical preference. No, I don't. I don't think that's settling. I mean, on by definition, we all have to make some sacrifices. No one's perfect, so no matter who we meet, you know, we're gonna learn about things about people. You're gonna learn things. You know, his physical appearance won't be the last thing that you learn about him that makes you go, eh, well, I wish that changed. A lot of things he could change his behavior. He can work on how he looks. Is how he looks for the most part. You know, you can give him a little glow up maybe and you know cut his hair or you know change his style but for the most part you know he is who he is you know so settling no and 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 while physical appearance is important you know if you want to get married and be with someone forever as we've all you know we all get reminded looks fade and you know things like that so no i don't think you're settling if you meet a guy love a lot of things about him, continue to hang out with him, continue to enjoy their company, build a connection, build an emotional connection, only, you know, knowing that, you know, he's not your Brad Pitt or whoever your celebrity crush is. No, I don't think you're settling. I think there are a lot of important aspects of a relationship that go beyond their physical appearance. And I think there's a lot of people who fall for their physical type and stay with their physical type. And, and I think more people are settling with the person they're physically attracted to than people who aren't, if that makes sense. Because think about it. We all know physical attraction is important, but we also all know that there's a lot more to a connection or relationship than physical attraction. But physical attraction is very easy to see, very easy to trust, 
it's in our face. We see it all the time. We can get excited about, you know, someone we find physically attracted to liking us. So I can build a lot of chemistry. But as we get to know these people, sometimes we can find that we have literally nothing in common or they don't treat us the way we want to be treated or, you know, the list can go on. And yet people will stay in those relationships because they're so fucking hot and they don't want to give up on being with someone they find so physically attracted to. And yet there's so many other things they brush under the rug and, you know, ignore or look the other way and quote unquote settle because of their physical attraction to someone. No one ever considers that, but that is settling. You know, those people are all settling for, uh, for being unhappy, for being mistreated, for not feeling like a priority, all because they find their partner so fucking hot and their ego is just like, you do not want to throw this hottie away because the, your ego will always feel good about, you know, being the arm candy or having the arm candy by your side where people are just like, wow, that person's with a hot person, you know, or they look good together. You know, those are superficial things that don't really matter. So while, yes, physical attraction is important and you have the right to be physically attracted to your partner and that's for you to decide, but settling, you know, you, we, we A, all have to settle on some degree and B, people who are physically attracted to their partners settle a lot more than people who aren't, in, in, in my opinion. So I wouldn't get in your head about settling. I would just get to know this guy and then check in with yourself every time you get to know him. And you might realize quickly, it's like this guy, way more friend zone vibes. You know, I, this guy doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. I'm not a, you know, you sh should, be, you know, I always, I'm stressing compatibility all the time over chemistry, but chemistry does matter. I'm just telling people to also consider compatibility. So, well, and I know you talk about like, your ego a lot. And yeah. I know that's like a big thing in relationships or in scenarios in general, but how do I, I guess like, how do I get past that? Or how do I like know when it's my ego or just like, I don't know, make a decision based on that? Well, I think you're just in your head a little too much for one. How many dates have you been out with this guy on with this guy? In person? Yeah. How many? Yeah. Uh, five. Five. Okay. Have you hooked up? No. Haven't hooked up. Uh, and have you not hooked up because you haven't really been interested because of how you, your lack of physical attraction or it's just no matter how he looked or whatever, you probably wouldn't have had sex. Like why haven't you had sex? That's just not normal for me okay, to great. hook up that early. Okay, great. Early. Look, great. Perfect answer. Um, so it's still early. So like, I don't know, just keep hanging out with them. Check in with yourself. Do you want to see him again? Are you curious about him? Have you liked what you've learned so far about him? Yeah, I have. And we've, we've, he travels a lot for work. So we've talked over FaceTime quite a bit. That's like our main, I would say, form of communication. And all of that is great. It's just a matter of if I can see myself with him physically. Okay. Well, you don't need an answer right now. That's fair. You know, and listen, you're doing all this mental gymnastics trying to figure out whether you should keep hanging out with him. You have no idea how he feels about you. And how he feels about you today might change in a week, you know, all of a sudden you get, yeah. a, you get a phone call from him or not get a phone call from him. You know, nowadays people ghost and shit <laughs> and all of a sudden his behavior change changes. The fact that you are questioning how you feel about him makes you feel more powerful between the two of you. You are not right now worried about how he feels about you because you're questioning how you feel about him. And if that, that were to change, yeah. if all of a sudden you became aware that he was also questioning how you, he felt about you, that's where your ego could come in. If all of a sudden you caught wind, I don't know how you could catch wind, but you caught wind that he was questioning how he felt about you. Maybe it was physical parents. Maybe it was just 
something else. I don't fucking know. Immediately, you would worry less about how you feel about him and you would be fixated on proving to him that whatever he's worried about, he doesn't need to worry about. And that's where your ego comes in, especially if that's how you were to handle it. You know, your ego alters how you make decisions. It alters what you care about. It alters what you prioritize. And that's just something you should take into consideration, knowing that it's still early here and you're stressing yourself out a lot because you feel very much in control of this dynamic. Yeah, I just like with it being semi long distance with him traveling a lot, I just don't really like the idea of wasting anyone's time. Well, that's kind of dating. You know, you have to. You yeah. d- you don't get to date someone for two times. You don't you don't get to go on two dates and know with certainty at all whether they're it's going to work out with them. Dating requires risks. It, it requires commitment. It requires time without guarantees that things are going to work out. And we have to be willing to do that. And you can be open with him about where you're at. You don't, know, you don't have to be harsh about like, yeah, I don't, I'm not that physically attracted to you. But you could say, you know, if he checks in and be like, you know, I'm still I'm really enjoying getting to know you, but I'm just not sure where I'm at right now. If he says, well, I know I feel about you and I need an answer from you, then, you know, you can decide whether you want to take that risk or not. But you just have to communicate try to be on the same on the same page as much as you can you know you could date for six months and he could break up with you and it might on some level feel like a waste of time or vice versa but that's just kind of how it works you know all you can try to do is be open up front and communicate as much as possible but even that's not perfect if you guys hang out for six months or any lengthy period of time and one of you ends it the other person is going to be annoyed hurt feel let on feel like they waste each other's time that's part of the gig you know yeah, that makes sense. So if you like them, if you're enjoying it, keep hanging out with them. Keep checking in with yourself about how you feel, but try not to overthink it. Do right. I like them a little bit more than I did the other last time I hung out with them? Am I enjoying what I'm learning? Yeah. And then over time, does that help with the attraction? Do you feel like that's a possibility for me to like grow into attraction? I think it's possible. And I've heard women do it more. Like I, for me, no, I'm not someone who has ever like become more physically attracted to someone. And I think that's more typical with men, but I can't speak for everybody. So sure. if you were asking me, I would be like, you know, I, I, I don't think my feelings would change all that much, but I know a lot of women who that's different. You know, a lot of stories where it's just like they fell in love with the person more than their physical appearance. But you might be different. You might be more, you might prioritize physical attraction a little bit more than other people. That's also okay. But, you yeah. know, if you're going to be a little pickier, then you have to be a little bit more patient. You know, you don't get to be picky without being patient. You can. You're just going to be a lot. You're just going to be very frustrated. Yeah. Patience is tough. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I feel like maybe I just need that validation of like, I'm not, I'm not in the wrong for no, not thinking he's my type. Definitely not in the wrong. And dating on, you know, does require people to take a chance on each other without any guarantees of anything working out. And that sometimes can feel like a waste of time, but that just comes with the territory. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. No problem. Let us know how this uh, plays out. Uh, but try to get out of your head a little bit. You know, it's funny. It's contrary to what I always say. It's like, how do you feel about them? You know, I'm always telling people to check in with themselves. Well, <laughs> get out of your head, you know? Okay. Okay. You don't have to overanalyze everything. But if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. Okay. You know, something is keeping you wanting to get to know him. But it shouldn't be guilt. And it shouldn't be like, well, I just want to make sure I'm not superficial. So I'm just going to date him because I you know, I can be the type of person who doesn't have to, you know, you also don't get like a, 
a good person prize for dating someone you're not attracted to. So there's really no wrong yeah. answer. So stop judging yourself. Stop thinking, what am I supposed to do? And just go with your instinct. Okay. That was what I needed. Thank you. All right. Well, let us know what you decide. I will. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We'll see you back tomorrow. We got Jess from Love is Blind. Uh, we'll get into the whole, we'll talk about all the stuff, all the good stuff. And on Thursday, Candy Burris is with us for Going Deeper. See you then. Bye. Bye.